the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for your presence today. The Bible beautifully describes the creation of the first man, woman, and marriage. God made the heavens and the earth with us in mind. Then he made man in his image and breathed into him the breath of life to care for the universe he created. If that wasn't enough, he made woman from the rib of man to complement him. And with God's blessings, they became husband and wife. Listen with Bible, pen, and paper handy as Pastor Rander articulates this beautiful truth from the Holy Scriptures. 1 Peter 3, 7. Husbands likewise dwell with them with understanding. Be an understanding man. Be an understanding man. If you listen to God in the Spirit, the Spirit of God will help you to be understanding. Giving honor to the wife. That's what you're supposed to do, man. As to the weaker vessel. That's right. She's not as strong as you physically. He didn't make y'all the same. Yeah, I don't want a woman to have more muscles than me. I, I touched Darlene and I hurt my hand. No. Wow. Boom. Ooh. Good night. A woman ought to look like a woman. Ought to act like a woman. Ought to dress like a woman. You ought to love the feminine side of you and thank God he made you a woman. And being heirs together of the grace of life, look, man, that your prayers may not be hindered. Now, you think you can talk down your wife, scream and holler, disrespect her, mean, won't speak, acting crazy all in the house, won't have talk, acting stupefied. And then you're going to get on your knees and pray. God is not going to hear a word you said. Not a word. Go back and make it right with your baby. Your sweetheart. Matter of fact, you need to get some lovey dubby names. To soften you up. Sugar pie, sweetie, honey bun. Get something else in there. <laughs> soften your tongue. God's not hearing your prayer. You talking all down, going whole, not speaking, half talking under your tongue, under under your breath, and then think you're gonna pray and think God's not studying your prayer. You you can't fight your wife and all. Hurry up and make up with her so God can hear your prayers. My men say, hurry up and get on with this now. <laughs> I mean, all this because God told me to add it in. All right. It's nothing like a good, healthy review with some additional kingdom insights. I don't know when I'm getting back to Genesis, so I got to labor in it. Stood, stood already messing with me. He said, you're going to preach through the whole Bible, and you've been two months in Genesis 1 and 2. I, <laughs> I can't help it. I can't help it. It's too much we need in here. 
It's too much we need in here. Slower is better than fast. Husbands and fathers are to, are to cultivate a loving relationship with our wives and our children. They should never be afraid of us. Man, it is sad when your wife and your children hate the fact that you coming home. They come, I mean, I mean, they got to brace themselves because they don't know what side of you going to show up. That's horrible. Your wife, I mean, your kids all can't wait. They're all over your, all around your pet leg. All, I mean, they get, daddy, they ought to be jumping. Your wife is ready to see you. I mean, you ought, to, you, you, you ought to treat them in such a way that they want you at home. Your children don't have any, your wife shouldn't be afraid of you. He said, well, I don't hear them, but your words are destructive. You're ver verbally abusive. That's just as bad. Just as bad. Colossians 3.19 says something there. Colossians 3.19, if you can get there fast enough, you're not, if you can't, uh, I just got to move on. Colossians 3.19 says, husbands, love your wives and do not be bitter toward them. Love your wives. And do not be bitter. That, that, that goes both ways toward them. Husbands, husbands, you, I'm talking to you more than the wife. Because you, you, you are responsible for that house. Headship is not dictatorship. Headship is not mistreatment. And just because you're the head of the house doesn't mean you're to be abusive in no kind of way. Apart from submission, there will be confusion, bitterness, anger, Tension, strife in the home. When there, when there is a, a, a abuse of the headship, there will be bitterness and anger, tension, and strife in the home. And here's how you clear up the. You want to clear up the hell in your house. So some of you have hell in the house. Here's how you clear it up. And and you want to keep the devil out of your house. I'm going to give you some good medicine for keeping the devil out of your house. I think I want to keep the devil from out of your house. Let me give you a scripture for keeping the devil out of your house. Everybody with a Bible, turn to Ephesians chapter 4, verses 30 through 32. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 30 through 32. Here's a good prescription for keeping the devil out of your house. Okay? Ephesians chapter 4, 30 through 32. It says, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. If you're not grieving God, that means you put the devil is getting whooped in your house. By whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. God sealed you when he saved you. Let bitterness, huh, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you. With all malice. And be kind to one another. That's right. Pull that chair out, man, and let her sit. Open the car door for her. Uh, you, you women do stroke him, hug him, kiss him. Look at, won't y'all say amen, women? Be tenderhearted toward him, man and woman, man toward the woman and the husband to the, to the wife and wife to the husband. Forgiving one another. Don't hold nothing against each other. Don't, don't go to sleep mad at each other. One of you might not wake up. It's a sad thing when death separates you on unforgiving terms. Even as God in Christ forgave you, you forgive that wife. How many times? As many times as she needs to be forgiven. 
as many times as your husband need to be forgiven and quit throwing up stuff from 1932 in his face. In her face. Women have a tendency of having a real good memory. Now we men forget, but these women, they don't forget a thing. They can have dimension still remember. <laughs> Even as God in Christ forgave you, so we must forgive. How much healthier the home would be if we just take the prescription from the scripture and then apply them so that we would have healthy homes. Husbands and fathers, to be the head of your home is to be the spiritual priest in your family. This is another one I'm adding on. To be the head of the home is to be the spiritual priest in your family. God holds us responsible for leading our families into Christ-likeness. He holds us responsible, the man, for leading his family as the spiritual head in the home, in the home into Christ-likeness. We're to cover our wives uh, and children with prayer, the word and affection. With prayer, the word, and affection. Listen, husband, daddies, when is the last time your child saw you, caught you on your knees praying to your heavenly father? You know what? You keep the devil out of your house if you and your wife would, would covenant together to pray every day or almost every day if possible. Listen, it is impossible to earnestly pray and fight. Y'all looking at me, try, try. I dare you. I dare you and then come back and let me know something. You can't really talk to God in the spirit and in truth and really talk to God and then you get up and fight like cats and dogs. You can't do it. Prayer is a restrainer. Huh? Prayer help you keep your mouth shut. <laughs> Prayer help you to think before you speak. Huh? You, man, you, 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 you set the spiritual thermostat in the home. You're responsible for teaching those children. As Pastor Rander continues the most beautiful love story ever told from the best resource ever written, he conveys the role of the husband and wife in marriage. Marriages founded upon and lived out according to the word of God are marriages that last till death do us part and set the God-ordained marital foundation for generations to come. Listen as Pastor Rander continues to feed our hearts, minds, and souls with this sacred truth from God's word. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 6 verses 5 through 9. Deuteronomy chapter 6 verses 5 through 9. It says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. In other words, with everything in you, you love God. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them. Who, who's the them? The children. Diligently to your children and, and shall talk of them when you sit down in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontless between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. The word of God ought to be exuding from husbands as well as wives. You ought, you ought to have scripture in that house. You ought to have a scripture in your child's room where they can look up and see only your mama and your daddy. Put it up there. Find the scripture so they can look at it and think about it. 
If you put in a prominent space, that's conviction if they look at it long enough. Don't be afraid to put scripture all over your house. It says you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. The scripture ought to be everywhere you can put it in your house. Folk walk in your house, try to fix your house. Oh, yeah, God so loved the world. Wow, God is love. Over here. Over here. And over here, just word, word, word. Let me tell you something about submission. Submission is God's order for the family. It is God's order for the family. So much so that 1 Corinthians 11.3 says, But I want you to know that the head of every man is Christ. He's our head. The head of woman is man. I didn't write this, y'all. I know it's getting quiet. Is that in the Bible? It's in yours. And the head of Christ is God. Huh? That's in the Bible. Everybody say a big amen. Okay, I want to make you, if you don't like it, you still got to say amen. Matter of fact, why on this side of heaven would you not like what God is saying? That's showing something about your spiritual condition. First Peter 5, 5, submission is the key to the home. For, uh, humility and submission. First Peter 5, 5 says, likewise, you younger people, <laughs> submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another. Everybody ought to be submitting and be clothed with what? Humility. If you're not humble, you're not going to be able to submit. For God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. You see, the greatest example of submission is seen in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, as he humbled himself by leaving his throne in heaven and becoming a man to die for the sins of the world and raised in resurrection power. You want to know the greatest illustration of submission? Look at the Lord Jesus Christ. Nobody could beat the Lord submitting. Huh? He left his throne in glory. Born in a stinky stable to peasant couple. That's what Christmas is all about. Huh? Submitted himself to his own creation that the redemptive work of God would be accomplished. You say, can you give me a scripture? I'm glad you ask. In Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 11. This is Maranatha Bible Church. In Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 11. Y'all hanging with me? Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 and 11 is powerful there. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men and being found in the appearance as a man. He humbled. Look at that. He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and those on earth and those under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God, the father. Jesus Christ, my friends, is the greatest example of humility. If you want to be, if you want to humble yourself, look at Christ. You can't gaze at Christ and stay arrogant. Christ, get, he didn't want to preserve his reputation. He said, I'm going to let all that go. I'm going to let majesty and splendor and glory, let all of that go. I'm going to will myself not to use certain, certain aspects of, of my divinity so that I can become a man and all of that, the salvation 
uh, of humanity would be procured. You see, Jesus Christ is he epitomizes what it means to submit. Okay, so we talked about marital confusion. Then you got uh, the God ordained role of children and parental responsibilities in the family. That's right. You have parent children confusion. Instead Instead of the parents lead the children, the children are leading the parents. So that's more what? Confusion. Instead of the teachers having the control in the classroom, the, the, the children have more rights and authority than the teacher. And then you wonder why folk can't learn. They need the Board of Education back in that room. How many of y'all had the Board of Education when y'all coming up? And look how, look how healthy you are. And look, you and I in jail. That's right. Any, any of them teachers will tell you from the principal on down, wasn't no such thing child protective services. That's right. You got, you give you, you got, you did something wrong. You got whooped at the school. You got whooped by neighbors. When you got home, you got another whooping. The child stayed in their place. They weren't in grown folk conversation. But now we got parent child confusion. And all, all hell is breaking out. That's why you got all this stuff. Children going crazy. Ephesians 6, 1 through 4 says, children obey your parents in the Lord. For this is right. What's right? Obeying your parents and the Lord. Honor your father and mother, which is the first, com- first commandment with a promise. Verse 3, that it may be well with you, huh? well with you, and you may live long on the earth. In other words, children, young folk, children, you must submit to the Lord and please, listen, you, children, you submit to the Lord and please him when you submit to the parental authority of your parents. If your grandparents are raising you, if your aunt is raising you, uh, if somebody else is raising you, they feed you, taking care of you, if they're a surrogate parent, you are to submit to those who are in authority. That's right. So uh, that's because the Bible said, in other words, uh, children, you submit to the Lord and please him when you submit to the parental authority of your parents. Colossians 3.20 says, Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. Well-pleasing. You really please the Lord when you obey your parents. Children who honor and obey their parents will have divine favor and blessings from God. God blesses obedience and chastens a spirit of rebellion. You want to be blessed, my child? You want to see your days blessed? You want it to go well with you? Then respect your mama and daddy. Huh? Honor your parents and you obey them the first time. And don't you dare put on an ugly face. Uh, you don't have a right to have a bad attitude or to grumble under or get it out of your system. You eating there? You not paying the rent? Govern yourself accordingly. If you too crone to do that, go get your own house. Go pay your own rent. Stop going to refrigerator. Parents charge them every time they open that refrigerator. You think you grown? Hey, every time you open it, it's one quarter. You own grace in that house. Stubbornness must not be permitted. Must not be permitted. It's evil. Do you realize children were stoned in the Old Testament? They killed them. That's right. And we're talking about, we're trying to figure out about capital punishment. Listen, they got, they, they were, they, they were killed. They put them to death. 
My child just can't get it right. My child, my child is raising hell, won't respect me, bring before the elder, boom. I tell you what, all the other children will fall right in line. Boom. They get over there, they straighten up. And salute you. <laughs> oh God help me preach this message children who honor and obey their parents will have divine favor and blessings from God in college and life with your children with your children's children because of how you treat mommy and daddy God blesses obedience and chastens a spirit of rebellion. Ephesians 6, 2, and 3 says, Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. There's a promise attached to this command that it may be well with you, boy. That it may be well with you, girl, with your sassy self. And you may live long on the earth. Stop cutting your days short. Okay, and then the Bible says, you know, it says that, that the father shouldn't provoke the child in there. It says, uh, it, it also talks about that in Ephesians 6, 4. So how do parents provoke their children? By comparing them to other children? Treating them unfairly? You, you see, by pushing them beyond their ability? By constant scolding them, nagging them, reminding them of their past mistakes, put put down statements, name calling, being too rigid, being too domineering as a parent. You're squeezing them so much and you're choking those children. You got so many rules and regulations until you are a little Pharisee. Parents can be, that's exasperating your children. Uh, as they grow older, you have to loosen the reins. So that they can possibly, they go make mistakes, but make those adjustments as they make mistakes under your authority. Parents, you provoke your children to wrath when you fail to make adjustments in how you interact with and discipline them as they grow older. You can't treat a 10-year-old like a 4-year-old. You can't treat an 18-year-old like a 10-year-old. And you can't treat a 25-year-old like an 18-year-old. Be willing to make the necessary adjustments to lovingly minister to your children as they grow older in age and maturity. Parents also provoke and exasperate their children when they create tension, strife, and confusion in the home. When parents are fighting and arguing, mom, mama and daddy, fussing and screaming and throwing Lamps and things at each other, arguing and threatening to divorce one another, and the child sitting there just distraught. This causes undue stress, instability, fear, and worry in your children. And then you whoop them because they can't perform, but your house is is chaotic. You emotionally disturbed, not your child. They want to leave your child ED. No, the parents are ED. You killing each other before the child. And listen, if you've got a disagreement, don't sit there and disagree in front of those children. Go, wait till those children are out of sight, then you talk about it, because they, they hear that disagreement and know where you are, and they already planning. They know how to strategize and play one against the other. Don't let them get the upper hand on you. Don't let them see you fighting and, and all that, and you sure shouldn't be cussing. Amen? The, this causes undue stress, 
instability, fear, and worry in children. Colossians 3.21 says, Fathers, do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. When you discourage them, then you destroy all of their creative ability, all of their drive, their dreams, and all of those things. You just destroy their, their will and their motivation. You want to break a person's will to the point that it's, I just give up. That's, that's sad when you have driven a child to that point. Children should submit to the authority of their parents, even though their parents are not perfect, just as the children are not perfect. Deuteronomy 5.16 says, honor your father and your mother as the Lord your God has commanded you that your days may be long and that it may be well with you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. That's in Deuteronomy 5.16. God has given parents the authority to train and discipline their children in godly wisdom, which comes from the word of God and love. Parents refuse to abuse your parental authority through unfair or excessive discipline. However, rebellion, bad attitude, ingratitude must not be tolerated, and there should be consequences for rebellious behavior. That's right. Parents take charge by exercising your parental rights. Your child shouldn't rule your home. Your child, I repeat. Your child should not be ruling your home and calling the shots. They are not grown. Children should not control their parents, but rather parents should control their children. You need to set boundaries to safeguard your children. When Children, when your parents set, set boundaries on you, it's for your own protection. There must be non-negotiable. Such as curfews. When you going to come in? That's right. When you going to come in? I don't care if you are grown. You need to let them know when you going to come in. You don't just come in anytime. Said it though. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Pastor Rander concludes this message by sharing spiritual wisdom regarding the God-ordained role of the husband and wife in marriage. Children and parental responsibility in the family and pastors, bishops, elders, deacons, and women in the church. There is no question that God sanctified marriage. He ordained and blessed it in the beginning. If we desire to experience joy in marriage, we must follow God's lead. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching by Pastor Rander, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church located in Converse, Texas. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.